Hello and welcome to another edition of my podcast. This is Jay here and welcome to my wait, edition of my freelancing podcast. I keep forgetting that I have other podcasts as well. Now, in this episode, I want to speak about uh, something that I've learned the hard way, right? I mean, a lot of things I've learned, I mean, I talk about in this podcast is usually the hard way because there's nobody else to guide me on these things. <laughs> Um, so in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about red flags uh, when you're about to get hired or something. Now, as a freelancer, especially as a full-time freelancer, I'm always looking for work because I don't have a monthly salary. I'm sure I mentioned that in every episode, which means it's important that I, I make sure that anytime I get an inquiry, I respond to it and I try my best to get hired because you know there are, you know a lot of times sure um, you, you know it, it is a, a seller's market occasionally I'm not gonna deny that there are times when I made a lot of money in this freelancing business but uh, a lot of times it is a buyer's market like right now there is a slowdown going on in the IT industry and it's gonna last for a few months so you know it is a buyer's market which means I have less work and that means the buyers are in a better position to negotiate so I should really make sure that every, every time I get an inquiry I, I do whatever I can uh, within reason to get myself selected so that is always there at the same time you must do your best you must try your best to avoid bad clients right now now just like in real world you have good friends you have bad friends you have good teachers you have bad teachers you have good neighbors and you have bad neighbors so that is how the life works you have Jedi and you have Sith there's always a balance in the universe right but the thing about freelancing is that a bad client will try to take advantage of your situation because the moment a not all clients some clients the bad ones they will they're always trying to I don't know it's hard to say if these these clients are doing it on purpose is it part of their business plan are they like this by nature are they like this accidentally we don't know that we really it's very hard to say uh, but the main thing is it is important to get yourself hired but at the same time it is important that you don't get yourself hired by a bad or a terrible client you know a bad client is somebody who is uh, let me try to define that now to me a bad client there are two types of clients you want to avoid there is the bad client and there is the terrible client so let's start with the bad client first. Now, a bad client is somebody who is almost always, um, you know, low on money. Now there's this movie in India. It is called Shole. In that movie, it's a very long movie, but it's a very very nice movie, adventurous movie. It's impossible to think that that movie was actually made in the 70s. Very nice action movie and everything. Uh, very long, but you never feel like it's that long. It's like three hours plus. But still, an amazing, amazing movie. So in that movie, there is a 
like it happens in a lot of movies you have a female heroine very attractive very beautiful uh, she is uh, of course you know even though the movie is in 70s she is a modern woman a feminist icon if you ask me she has her own uh, horse carriage so you know think about that for a minute this is the 70s this is india and the movie is set in a village and in a village you have a female character working as a horse carriage driver it's it's it, the movie was way ahead of its times in every way possible so very forward thinking kind of movie so so at one point you know she's taking a passenger and after dropping them off she says that if the horse makes friends with the grass what will the horse eat right so similarly you know she is a freelancer obviously and if she becomes too friendly with her customers it would make it difficult for her to take money from them and hence but at the same time if she doesn't take money just because she likes the passengers what will she live on what will she eat right so similarly uh, in freelancing uh, a bad client could be somebody who is very nice very polite uh, perhaps out of compulsion perhaps out of the scenario in which they find themselves in uh, these are the customers who are who really honestly don't have any money but they really want you to help them uh that is one example of a bad client another bad example of bad client that i have experienced is somebody who is constantly postponing um you know sessions and i work as a coding tutor uh so you know i get i get paid when i actually do the sessions so if the client let's say books a session for wednesday and then you know i get up wednesday i mean i think i mentioned this before as well if a session is at 11 am ist i'm ready by 10:45 am ist i have a standard 15 minute early policy but then at 11:50 am ist i get a message saying that the customer is traveling or something else and you know he he or she wants to postpone the session to friday which is fine but then on friday again at 10:50 am ist i get another message saying that customer is busy again and the session has to be postponed to next week that's another example of a bad client now the thing about the bad client is these are people who are really really not trying to harm you or hurt you on purpose they are unable to do something either because of money or some other problems they are unable to work with you due to circumstances so so the bad clients are not really out there to get you but these are people who really need something but they're not able to be as good as they want to be so a lot of times you know what i do when i have a customer like this or um, you know and of course there are always customers who again running out of money so they get the work done but they simply don't have the money to pay for it now this is what i would like to call a bad client and there are also some minor annoyances you'll get sometimes like their internet speed is really terrible now sometimes i get a customer who whom's internet is is really bad you know they want to screen share but they can't they want to learn something but the, their microphone is not working or their laptop is not working and stuff like that so these are all uh, bad clients so for bad clients you know my my advice is you know uh it's a harsh thing to say because they are actually nice people 
but it doesn't help you you know go back to the story i told you about the horse and the grass and the attractive female uh, horse carriage driver if you become friends with grass what will you eat so what i normally do is if i get a bad client who are having these issues i i only kind of try to stay with them if my income goals you know like every freelancer i have my own income targets of how much i need to earn every week every month every quarter and stuff like that so if i'm already close or i'm already hitting that target then i don't mind taking on one or two bad clients who have this kind of behavior because you know i'm already making money elsewhere with better clients so as a sign of you know human nature the nature of goodness i can help them so you know i can work with their postponements i can work with their slow internet i can work with their money problems maybe i can give a discount maybe i can do some work pro bono so you have those options but if i am falling short of my revenue targets then i usually walk away from bad clients because i i do like them i i understand i come from poverty i know what circumstances they are going through but the issue is every session that gets postponed every hour you work for a bad client it is um, you know work is happening so time is getting consumed but you're not making any money so so if i'm not able to hit my revenue targets then i actually sit down and explain like whatever i'm recording in this podcast i tell them i tell them this is not sustainable uh because uh, being good does not pay for rent being good does not pay for food so i try to explain to them and you know it's awkward it's awkward to discuss these things as it is with uh, life you know like when you are about to break up or if the if your partner is breaking up with you it's always awkward these things never work out everybody involved is upset for one or the other reasons but you know it is but as i mentioned you know emotions and good nature cannot pay for rent it cannot pay for your groceries it won't pay your power bill or the internet bill so that is that is that's about the bad uh, clients you know these are clients who are bad not because they want to but because they are forced to be bad uh, due to circumstances so really it's your call how you want to deal with it i've shared my two ways of dealing with it uh, you know so that's there is now let's talk about the terrible clients now terrible clients are clients who know exactly what they are doing they are people who have been in the game for a long time probably longer than you ever will be so they are these are the people who are completely aware of what they are doing these are the people who are trying to squeeze every dollar out of you every dollar of work out of you these are the people who know how to exploit a freelancer they are aware that a freelancer is you know most of the time if somebody is freelancing they are doing it because they don't have any other choice which is a reality of life right you don't you don't you know if you could get a salary job why would you still be freelancing so you know that is a fundamental truth right there and these terrible clients are well aware of it and they will exploit you and there are many ways they can exploit you so so the thing is the important thing is the the thing about online platforms if you are not 
getting work over online platforms then you have some kind of liberty like to walk away unless you have signed some contract or something uh, but I can only focus on online platform because that is how most of my work happens uh, and even if I get in work outside the contract there's always a legal contract and things like that so so whether it's online or offline or whatever you have a contract so the thing is these terrible clients they are usually good or nice or something until a contract is signed and after that they can change they can become very exploitative so the important thing is you must watch out for red flags and and then if you see them you please no matter how desperate you are you know you simply say no and run you don't have to wait to be polite okay so what are the red flags that I have seen the the most important red flag is especially in an online platform they will have a new account <laughs> you know which means you know it a terrible client almost always has a new client because they they the online platform might have received some complaints about them and their account might have been deleted or blocked so the first red flag is when you have a guy see a newcomer the way they chat and speak will be very polite and confused so it's okay you know you can always identify a, a client who is new by their tone and the way they behave but the red flag is when you have a new account but the language which is used in the contract is very very professional and experienced so that is your first red flag so whenever i see an online contract or a you know work announcement on the notice board or something if i see like very well thought out sentences especially detailed sentences of work description expected skills and all that but the account itself is new that is a big big red flag you never want to work with someone like that so that is the first big red flag the second big red flag is when the client refuses to come for a video call or even an audio call right even an audio call is okay some people are really are shy especially women even in western countries women don't really turn on their video cam especially to when they are when they're talking to freelancers uh, from Asian countries I imagine um, you know so so there you go so if you have a client who refuses to join you for a zoom call not even an audio call then again that is a red flag seriously red flag that is a big big red flag if you see a client who only wants to communicate with you through chat now if the client communicates with you on chat after the work is decided that is fine you know like but but most good clients they make sure they want to see you they want you to see them they want to focus on building trust so when you have a client who only insists on speaking through chat then that is again a red flag so if you have a client who's actively avoiding zoom calls even an audio call forget about video call it's okay I know some people are shy but if a client is completely constantly avoiding um, you know any kind of live interaction with audio and video then you know that is a red flag another red flag I've seen in my life is when you have a client who may be available for um, you know uh, discussions and speaking and everything which is fine but the client keeps sending you files to study 
before the contract is set up. So the client will send you some two files, three files, 10 files, and the client will say, hey, you know what, can you just go through these 10 files and let me know what can be done and stuff like that. Now, obviously, you know, you have to do some amount of evaluation and stuff like that, but if the quantum of files they're asking you to go through, like if it's a coding thing or something else, if, if you believe, if you're spending more than half an hour evaluating the file sent by a client, then mm, that is again a red flag because usually it only takes five or 10 minutes to, you know, for you to decide if there is a work that you can do or you cannot do. I mean, yeah, sure, you can, you know, you can even ask them, to, uh, give them a one or two hours of free work. That's okay. Okay, but, but normally what I do is whenever I have a lot of files coming in, I'll ask them just to see if they are a terrible client or not, if they can set up a contract for a small amount. It could be $50, $100, maybe even less if you're feeling generous. And if the client you know, seems like a startup or a small business or something, you can always lower the amount, but eventually make sure they pay something even if no actual work takes place. See, the good clients, they will be empathetic to your situation. They are like, okay, even if no work happens, you are spending your time, so I can set up a contract for some money. It could be, I don't know, $50, $100, if that sounds too much, maybe $20, even $10. But a contract has been in, put in place, and in the contract, make sure you mention that this contract doesn't actually involve any work. It's mainly for discussion and the time spent so that the wording is clear and you won't get into any trouble later. But the terrible clients will insist um, that you do all the homework and research and refuse to even spend $5. So that again is a red flag. Now they will say nice things, they will, they'll, they'll promise and stuff like that, but these are, all the, these are also the people who will never come for a Zoom call. These are also the people who will insist on communicating only over chat and these are also the same people who have a brand new account on the online platform and stuff like that so really you know when when, when you have a terrible client they can't help themselves they will they will they will have an avalanche of red flag it's it's rarely one single red flag so it's very easy to identify these red flags because when they happen they happen together most of the time when i when i sense you know when somebody refused to come for a zoom call very soon they'll start sending you a lot of files they'll start sending you asking you to do a lot of homework they'll refuse to set up a contract they'll refuse to spend any money you know all these things happen almost back to back back to back it's almost like they are challenging you and in a way they are actually testing how desperate you are See, that's what all this boiled down to. You know, freelancing, like any other business, is ultimately about power. Who has more power here? Do you have more power as a freelancer? Do you have the power to walk away? Or is it the, the client who has more power because he has work at his hand? He, of course, you know, he will eventually pay, but will he actually pay what you want him to pay? Or is he going to exploit you where he pays for one hour, but makes you work for five hours or 10 hours? Because please understand, you know, a lot of these contracts, you know, especially online, you know, clear clients can always blackmail you by saying things like they will give you a negative rating. And also clients can always blackmail you, like even after you submit the work, they can 
request for a refund and if you don't give a refund they can always contact customer support and they can always claim that the work done is not up to the standards of whatever they think is the right standard so there are many ways that your client can screw you so ultimately it doesn't matter how talented you are there is no escape from it especially once you have a contract in place and if you were not careful with the way the contract is defined see these things really make a big difference so anyway so there you go so when it comes to a terrible client you know refusal to do zoom calls refusal to set up a contract and you know refusal to making you spend a lot of time for free uh, doing a lot of homework and preparation work and things like that these are all signals of a terrible client a bad client you know it boils down to emotions you know so i leave it to you to decide what you want to do with it and so on and obviously any client who is not like this any client who is always on time any client who's like very excited to meet you for zoom calls any client who's like hey you know what you spent two hours doing the homework i think you're about to spend two hours doing the homework why don't i pay you some eighty dollars or hundred dollars for the effort you have spent and stuff like that so so it's very easy to identify a good client so there you go so that's my advice for today's podcast and i really hope it was useful thanks